0: Hey, Paul. Hey, man. We both got the half zips. It's like we color. These we, are, quarter, we are these quarter zips? Or quarter zips. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, these are yeah, quarter I, zips. I don't know much about fashion. Um, right. My wife just tells me what to wear. So
1: Yeah, she does a good job, though.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you,
1: know, you don't you gotta... look like a complete shadrula
0: like you used to. So <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'll take that as a compliment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my mom used to say it all
0: the time, so I'm like, I'd have to look it up. That's an Italian word then, huh? You know, i it's either Italian or Jewish. Yeah, it sounds Jewish, but it sounds like something you would hear in Spaceballs. Right. Like Mel Brooks. Yeah. But I remember she would,
1: we'd be watching the Red Sox or something like the 80s or 90s and she'd, you know, she would use that term. <laughs> uh, and
0: you never looked it up? You don't know what it means?
1: No, I, I i kind of acquitted it like, you know, that dude's a bum. Yeah. You know, on the baseball field. So I, I'll, I'll, after this, I'll, I'll call her and be like, hey, what does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so if I just insulted somebody,
0: well, all right. So next week you can let us know what that means. Yeah, cool. Well, all right, man. Um, Wait, well, I was gonna share just a quick case study or uh, you know sidebar to start out here with a something that I encountered this week. And it's not the first time I've encountered it with a a client going through underwriting, where <laughs> they come back and underwriting says. Hey, based on something we found in the the medical records, uh, we cannot offer any insurance at this time. And you know, as I learned more details, um, which I can't you know get into the exact medical records because HIPAA, you know, I'm not privy to that information. But um, I, I know enough to know that. And then after talking to the client, you know, really exactly what it was. You know that he talked to his physician to figure out what was in those records. Really, what it comes down to is there's a lot of times when we encounter something that somebody has in their medical records that they had no idea was in there. And they had no intention of ever having something like that in there because it's either inaccurate or maybe it's just the opinion, the professional opinion of a doctor without any real diagnosis. Um, But it doesn't matter. The, The doctor, the physician put those notes in the records and now they're gospel. So that's, uh, that can disqualify people. A lot of times it's, you know, a doctor with maybe good intentions or maybe trying to help them out. So health insurance covers something. I don't know. Um, but they might write something that, you know, that, that says, uh, or at least implies that, Hey, this person has sleeping problems. They probably have sleep apnea. They're probably, you know, they, they probably stopped breathing at night, even though the client never said anything like that.
1: Right, never did a sleep study. Never,
0: never did a sleep study. One. Right, yeah. But hey, guess what? If a doctor says I'd recommend a sleep study, no insurance company is going to qualify, going to you know offer you insurance until you complete that sleep study.
1: Yes, we've seen that.
0: Yeah, I've seen that many times. Yep. Um, you know, or you know, alcohol. You know, every time you go into the doctor, I'm like, do you smoke? Do you drink? Oh, yes. How many drinks per day or per week? You know, and if you're You're putting down whatever you drink you know the insurance company i'm not quite sure every company is probably a little different but they might have a red flag where a certain number of drinks means mm, yeah you're you're pretty high risk for them you know fatty liver issue disease or something like that coming down the line where they're not going to take that risk on you and maybe you just said a number off the cuff uh or maybe that was that 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 Week or the two weeks prior, you were just drinking more than usual because it's nice outside and you were hanging out with friends, right? So, be careful. What um, I guess I wouldn't say be careful what you share because you know your doctor, you you want to know if something's wrong and you want to have a good clean bill of health or whatever. But realize the notes physicians put in their documents may not be one hundred percent accurate and may disqualify you from insurance
1: yeah as we say, <clears throat> words matter and yeah. uh and I've seen that before with one of my earlier you know very healthy client, you know mid to late thirties, and the doctor had put something in there uh when he went in for a totally unrelated complaint mm-hmm. and this this you know this doc for some reason put you know possible stroke <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> wasn't even close right like- yeah.
0: Why, like, why, no, why did they put that in the notes? Ev- I don't know.
1: Yeah, just incredible. I and mean, we got through it, but it's just, you know, those well, then, things are out there. So just, just be wary, just be wary of that. And, and I think this is especially relevant, Dave, to our, our military listeners mm-hmm. um, who are approaching retirement or not even approaching retirement. They just, you know, you know, go out there and get the care that you need, but, you know, don't embellish either because it might hurt you on the back end.
0: Yeah, if you're trying to get that, you know, 90% disability rating, like it's probably not worth it. You know, a couple hundred bucks a month coming your way that may disqualify you from ever becoming your own banker. At least on your own life, you know. At least on your yeah. own life,
1: which is yeah. the most important one.
0: Right. You know, you know, especially if you're a breadwinner, your family right. depends on you. So, yeah, just maybe take note of what the physician is writing in your records. Uh, get copies of them or look them up after the fact. Um, and correct things in there that aren't appropriate because usually it'll take about two years of of clean records for the insurance company to move past that and say "Oh, okay um all right that, that was two years ago now he she has a clean bill of health everything looks good we're we're okay taking the risk on this person
1: how do they know if my liver is fatty you mentioned fatty liver uh, i don't earlier. know
0: i have no idea um can't heavy. they maybe they tell that from that. blood tests so enzymes, liver enzymes, they yeah, can tell?
1: Yeah, like I get, you know, I take cholesterol medicine. So they, they, which there's a lot of, I don't know if it's a big scam or not, but there's depending on who you, who you talk to, but it's, uh, they do a liver function test on me every, every year they do hmm. to make sure that the the pills aren't like killing my liver or something. And of course I don't drink a lot anyway. So, you know, my liver has to do something other than make cholesterol all day
0: (laughs) it's really good at that (laughs) yeah yeah see genes nothing you can do about that
1: yeah i mean i'm thin i was 162 the other day man down from what 179
0: in june yeah yeah that's quite a bit difference man yep wow congratulations paul's adopted the uh skipping breakfast diet
1: i did uh i did omad the other day
0: i I don't know what that is like
1: one meal a day so i didn't eat until uh six o'clock at night
0: so that's the stanley McChrystal diet yeah right stanley general McChrystal used to only eat one meal a day therefore all the guys that worked with him only ate one meal a day one meal a day Yeah. yeah that'd be terrible
1: but anyway no i i do i have coffee in the morning that's it and then i just i'll eat lunch yeah
0: yeah so, hey whatever works it's,
1: yeah it's helped it's helped tremendously just because i really like to eat everyone knows that i'm good at it
0: yeah and uh yeah so, you know we all have our our own unique abilities yeah so you're anyway
1: yeah. so interest rates are high aren't they compared to what most people are used to, all these spoiled millennials,
0: yeah, with their I was two percent mortgages and stuff. I was just at my neighbor's uh, Saturday night, having some drinks and hanging out and um, getting to know all the neighbors around here, and they were they had some friends in from from South Minneapolis who were talking about, oh, we want to move out here, but man, I got that two point nine percent interest rate right now, and that's really hard to give yeah, up. And come get a you know seven percent rate eight. or eight percent interest rate right now. Like that's the difference for the same price house of thousands of dollars a month difference. Correct. It's ridiculous. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So so this is pretty reminiscent. If you guys pull out your copy of Becoming Your Own Banker, Nelson actually talks about on page 12 how the infinite banking concept got started. So reread that story, but Nelson. Was, was in a pinch. It was the 1980s, and he, he talks here how the prime rate rose to 21.5%.
1: At its peak, yep.
0: At its peak, and then these variable interest rates on loans adjust accordingly. And all of a sudden, it kind of reminds me of uh, premium finance, life insurance. Oh, goodness. I don't want to get into that, but I'm working with one guy right now who um, is in a real bind because he's got a lot of premium finance policies. It's all variable interest. The interest rate spiked, and now he's got to pay the interest to the bank and fund the policy premium. And uh, it's a, it sounds like a mess. I don't want to have anything to do with it.
1: Keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's how I feel about the infinite banking concept. It's, it's, it's quite simple. Whole life insurance is quite simple. There's no, there's no need to do anything fancy. Um, take, take the money you're saving, use it to pay premium
0: yeah yeah so we're hopefully we're not entering the same thing our parents went through in the 80s Yeah. but um i, I mean, don't think
1: it'll get that bad but
0: we've gone from two and a half to eight percent in two years yeah. yeah so i mean if we continue at this rate yikes
1: yeah um everyone's discovering that uh i wasn't that i was wasn't as adept of a realtor as i
0: thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, everybody was a realtor. I talked to so many people who are like, "Yeah, I quit my job and now I'm a realtor." Right. I was back in 2020 when
1: I just uh, I sold, I sold two houses myself in 21, or 2020, yeah. whatever year that was. 21. Yeah, yeah,
0: it wasn't yeah. Hard. I sold a house myself. I Sold it with yep. a realtor. Yep. It, it depends on the environment, and it depends on how quickly or you know, what you need. I don't know. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's worth a try, because uh, that yeah pay a lot of commission but
1: yeah yeah so so yeah so mortgages 30-year notes folks are at at eight percent or approaching eight percent in october you know, of 2023 up, as we yeah, record october of 23 you know markets are starting to slow down in a lot of areas or correct or you know there's you know some discounts hey we'll pay your closing costs or I even saw an ad on Facebook for Jeep Grand Wagoneer or Jeep Grand Cherokee or something, you know, 10,000 below MSRP. Wow. Where for the last several years have been markups on cars, you know, dealers are marking them up. And it's just, you know, ridiculous. So, you know, things are starting to, you're starting to see some some cracks and some, um, maybe, I don't know if we'll, I think the damage has been done. I don't know what it's going to look like, uh, how long the feds, this is this is the problem, folks, with this banking system that we find ourselves in is that we don't control any of it because it's not a free market right the fed controls the rate the banks have to you know they're part of the system so they have to they're going to charge accordingly right because they need to make money too you know they're making money off money they create out of nothing but anyway um but right now you know my policies are all sitting at between five and five and a half percent i think for the policy loan rate so i can get to money dave way cheaper than all these other folks out there in the wide, wide world. Can't, can I? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the only, I mean, the only regret you have is that you don't have more capital that mm-hmm. you can access at that rate. That's So, right. I mean, you and I were talking, let's say you're, you're going to build a house soon, right? Yeah. And you're going to have to get a, uh, conventional mortgage. Yeah. Construction
1: uh, loan that then ends up turning into a, um, a traditional 30 year mortgage. Actually, I'm yeah. doing a five one arm. Yeah. Folks to be yeah. perfectly Why honest.
0: Not? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're going to be responsible about it and you'll have the ability to pay that off. But I mean, you and I have a couple irons in the fire elsewhere. And if these things pan out, like we kind of expect them to, we're going to need somewhere to put all of that investment income. Sure. So you and I were talking before this, wouldn't it be cool instead of, you know, one method of paying down a house, Right. It's just, you know, you pay big chunks towards the principal. Maybe you save up $10,000 and then take 10 grand, write a check to the bank towards the principal, knock the principal down. It moves you several months, maybe a couple of years down the amortization table, depending on where you are in that table. And then, you know, every payment you make after that, more money goes towards the principal, less to interest. So it just kind of snowballs and you can pay that off much quicker. At the end of the day, if you if you do that, you've got a house and you've got no money. You got no hmm. capital, right? That's right. <laughs> and if you want access to the capital, you have to go ask for it and then pay the fees and pay whatever the interest rate is at that time, which is going to be higher than a a thirty-year mortgage rate at that time because it's it, you know it's a line of credit instead of a uh, you know a fixed mortgage. So. So yeah, you could pay your house off like that, but you and I were talking and you had a different idea about practicing becoming your own banker and truly being the bank w- when it comes to your your home mortgage.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to contradict what I've said in the past, just because I'll be in a position where it really won't matter one way or another. Because I've talked about, Dave, never paying off my houses ever, just refining them as they increase in value and it makes sense because interest rates or whatever and pulling cash out putting that cash to work either you know you know to loan repayment or new new premium or future premium uh and and doing doing it that way but then i got to thinking you know maybe it would be fun just for one for it would be a good thing to do anyway don't do you know one of nelson's rules is don't do business with banks outside of you know checking or savings to, you know, run your household. Right. But maybe it would be fun to to do it and just be free from. Be free from the bank and then take the money that I was giving to somebody else's bank and repay the policy loan uh, that I used to pay. I know it would be probably multiple loans, right, to pay off the mortgage, Mm -hmm. be an honest banker, don't steal the peas, put the peas back on the shelf uh, and then be totally self-sufficient. I have met, met my needs and then start working on, okay, now I need to build back up so I can start meeting other people's needs for finance as we, as we kind of do now with our, you know, private lending business and stuff. Uh, so I thought it would be just cool to do that. Um, just, just because, you know, that's, that's what this is all about, right? I'm holding up the book for those of you listening on, uh, on the podcast but it would be you know that's control of the banking function and that's what that's what nelson envisioned for people and i don't have to care what the fed is doing with rates i don't much care now other than it's just annoying and the timing is could be better i'd rather have two percent (laughs) right you know yeah way better um but yeah i i've i'm seriously considering doing that just because why why not
0: why not? Um, especially if you're, you're getting a rate at 8%. You can borrow against your, your cash value at 5%. Um, so, what you're talking about is say you, you've got an extra, you know, with a bunch of investment income and your retirement income that um, you don't need to spend. Let's say that's 100 grand a year. Well, okay. you could take 100 grand a year and just throw that towards the principal. But what you're saying is, I'm going to take that 100 grand a year. And apply it towards premium in policies until I get to the point where my cash value, you know, my principal over here on the left with your house is coming down with every coming pay, down, That's right? right? And your cash value is rising every year. At some point, that cash value is going to overtake what's remaining the outstanding balance on your home. At that point, you could reach in there, take a cash value loan, pay off the entire house, be done with that completely. And then all those payments you were making towards your mortgage, now just redirect those payments back towards repaying that loan. That's right. Right? Cause, and now you're, it's a principal-only loan. And it's a much lower interest rate uh, than what you were paying. And you're not sending all that, that volume of interest. When you look at the amortization table, that volume of interest it's is over 100%. Pages. It's 100. Yeah, I think my mortgage what was like yours? 105%.
1: One hundred and five percent. If you let it go all thirty,
0: if I go all thirty years, years, just pay the my required premium or mortgage payment one hundred and five percent. So I'll pay twice over, twice as much as what my house is worth.
1: It's crazy. It is. Yeah.
0: So if you could recapture that in premium instead, oh my gosh, I think that absolutely. Why wouldn't I do that?
1: Yeah, and you know, tremendous peace of mind. It's. You know, it's the infinite banking concept in its purest form. You know, we started with cars, and we maybe we did some education. Um, you know, we talked about private financing. You know, private school uh, for for the kids, um, and then now finally, you know, someday paying off the mortgage, and then transitioning into again other people's needs. You know, um, but but by then there's going to be other people. Maybe maybe we'll. You know, maybe 10 years, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you and I could have grandkids easily. Oh, man. Yeah. I hate to say oh. that, but, you know, Jack I mean, will be 26 yeah, in 10 easily. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. for sure. So, so then, the, you know, the cycle, the cycle starts again and, and we do what Nelson says in the book and we open up policies on our grandkids right out, right out of the gate
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and set them up for success as well. But, but yeah, so. Another thing to consider, Dave, too, is and we've we've discussed it, but it's, you know, I'm I'm repaying that loan. I'm putting those peas back on the shelf. So not only am I freeing up that capital again to use again, I didn't get just single use out of this capital. I'm going to get multiple uses out of this capital. But but I'm also remember I'm part owner of this life insurance company. So I'm I'm helping, you know, they're like, wow, Paul's repaying these policy loans. And I'm going to, you know, like, yep, it's going to come in every month, guys. You know, that's that's capital that they can then lend to you or lend to some of our clients when they have to take a policy loan, or maybe they go buy some bonds with it or do a joint venture or whatever they're gonna do with that incoming capital, it helps make the company that I'm part owner of more profitable as well. Right. And that's and that's a wonderful thing because they pay me a dividend every year.
0: Yeah, they do. And they have for you know well over a hundred straight years.
1: 118.
0: One hundred eighteen for that particular, for, company, for that particular company. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there you go. And yeah, you know, the and, and there's an interest rate. There's a loan interest cap in these contracts.
1: Yeah, eight percent.
0: Eight percent with some companies. That's the mm-hmm. cap. So, you know, the
1: floor is zero. The floor is <laughs> you zero. <never> see that?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I think the lowest. I don't want to ever is, see that. Lowest you'll probably see, see is that. five. Right. Yeah, I think, I think so. That's, that's the lowest we saw during since 2008. You know, all that, the whole every interest right. rates being at zero, basically the Fed fund rate. Right. Um, life insurance companies still need to turn a profit. Money's not free. I, I want
1: so, them to make. I want them to make money because I want them to Pay a death because I want a dividend.
0: Yeah, right. And you want that death benefit, or you your family wants it. So, but imagine being capped at eight, and we go back to 1980s, and it peaks at 21.5 wow yeah what kind of position would you be in
1: and i think i think nelson says in here fairly certain that he's like when he had that epiphany the baseball bat right across the face like hey silly you know you can get to money at yeah there it is on the bottom of page 13 on the left he says Mm -hmm. you can get to money during these awful times at five to eight percent from three different life insurance companies through policies that you own yep i have that bracketed and underlined um so here he was at at 21 and a half, 20%, 18%. I'm sure he had several different rates going on. His partner, what he doesn't tell you is his partner had bailed. He took on all that debt and, you know, and eventually paid it off. But folks, yeah. you know, he was paying in 1980, he was paying, I think I think they said about $18,000 a year of life insurance premium. That's not in the book. I think that's just from, you know, first hand knowledge from from his family. Yeah, that's a significant uh, amount. But you you you, you run eighteen thousand through a inflation filter and what that value is today, it's probably, you know, sixty five, seventy thousand dollars a year of life insurance premium. Oh yeah. And then how many people do you know that pay that much premium? Well, outside of you I know quite a few our, cli- our clients, I mean like <laughs>
0: you don't know anybody. Yeah. Right? right? Like Yeah. No. Everybody else thinks that that's crazy. It's crazy. I yeah. love telling them though. <laughs> I know. It's fun to shock them. Like, wait, wait like, a minute, Paul, you seem like a smart guy. What are you doing? Why are you putting that much money in life insurance?
1: You think I should put my entire military pension and pay that as premium? I was like, yeah, and your disability.
0: Huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's not the first thing I should say, but it has been the first thing I've said to people just for that shock effect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at the shock effect. Yeah. Yes. But that'll be fun. And I, I really like that idea because again, when, when rates are low, people are like, well, why would I ever borrow from my policy? I'm not going to pay 5% to borrow the insurance company's money. I'll go to the bank and borrow 3%. Great. Do it. Great. Great. You know, Dave, but we, we heard
1: that a lot in 2020, didn't we? Right. When We were first starting the businesses and stuff. We heard, well, everyone is just caught up in the rates. They're ignoring the volume though.
0: What they're doing is tripping over dollars to, to pick up pennies. That's right. They're arguing over two percent of an interest rate without even thinking about the terms or what that money is right. going to build for them, you know, right. and who who they're benefiting, them or the banks. So the process of banking com- continues no matter what the interest rate is, because Paul and I were storing capital when interest rates were very, very low. It doesn't mean we were just using I mean, I used bank loans. I didn't just use cash value loans um, That's right. But now that rates are going up and may continue to go up, who knows, the future's unknown, um, we're gonna be in a pretty incredible position having access to money at somewhere between 5% to 8%. No yeah. questions and, asked.
1: And the, other, and the other thing is, right, I don't have a repayment schedule. Exactly. And people, that, they find that hard to believe, but yes, folks, there's, there's no repayment schedule in you know, a life insurance policy loan. You can set one up if you'd like. If you want to do automatic drafts, you can absolutely do that for that particular policy or that policy over there. You can do all those things. But it's not necessary. You you control the banking function. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. Yes, interest is going to accrue. But again, you're 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 in control. And your credit Uh, score is going to take a hit. Nope. That's right. You're no credit score, no questions asked. Yeah. No nonsense. It's just
0: it's just great. Right. Nobody's sending you letters saying you owe us this much money. Right? I got my IRS letter yesterday. Yeah. Mm. Those are kicking the stomach.
1: Oh, it just is like, thank you for being so productive. Cut us another yeah. check.
0: <laughs> like, why? Thanks for watching <laughs> Why should for I have us. to do that? <laughs> yeah. I ate
1: it. Oh, God, it's awful. Your tax money is going to
0: good use. I'm sure,
1: yeah, but I'm helping... Let me, I'm funding both sides of war, just like the good bankers have always done.
0: And if I'm paying so much taxes, why don't you just print more money to pay my taxes? Because apparently printing money doesn't doesn't mean anything.
1: Right. Just print it. Pay my Just print my it bill. and pay
0: my taxes. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Dig- digress.
1: <laughs> so what we might do, folks, over the next, maybe sporadically, is we're going to kind of, we hit upon... Um, you know this part of Nelson's book today, and you know, really, was tying in interest rates and tying in you know the epiphany that Nelson had, and and how that. Yeah, the honeymoon is over. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm actually talking to some real estate investors because some of you are our clients and you do IBC and you get it, but a lot of you, most of you, don't. Um, and I, I don't know why really, uh, but the honeymoon's over, uh, and you can't get. I can get the cheaper money yeah um, so anyway without a repayment schedule
0: yeah which without means interrupting
1: compounding of the who's going to have more today.
0: access to opportunities me you because you can get the money much cheaper it doesn't cost i mean imagine having to borrow at 20 percent like your return on investment you better be making 40 percent. right if you got to borrow <laughs> at 20 like that's crazy
1: like and at that point right who's going to buy that deal now nobody
0: yeah i think we're going to see a lot of that with you know these commercial properties refinancing um and people bailing uh or fire sales whatever it may yep. be but that's it's going to be untenable yeah a lot i mean of i'm
1: people. in this i'm in the one of the one of the syndications out there and it's and it's totally it's fine whatever but you know the underwriting that was done 2 years ago is no longer valid. Right. And could you have predicted this? I don't know, maybe. But with an understanding of like, you know, the business cycle, and I I encourage all of you to read some sort of, one of the Austrians, read somebody that talks about this so you can look at what's going on and therefore will know what to do. But you've got to be able to anticipate, like they can't hold rates low that long. They did it way too long anyway.
0: Completely artificial.
1: And, and anticipate that. And if the deal works at, if it, if it doesn't work at 8% or 7%, maybe maybe you should rethink your strategy or rethink the price that you're purchasing this thing from. So
0: anyway. Yeah, because usually what happens when interest rates skyrocket too, probably people are losing their jobs and have less, less income. They're yeah. not going to be able to pay as much for rent. Um, they may just stop paying rent altogether, make you kick them out.
1: Yeah. Be careful yep. where you buy.
0: <clears throat> right. <laughs> what state are you buying in? Are they protecting you, the owner, or are they protecting the squatter that's not living up to his end of the contract?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Right. So, yeah, a lot of variables. I prefer to stack my capital somewhere that that I control, that I know there's guarantees. I know it's going to go up. I know it's going to be there when I need it at a favorable rate, especially these days. Um, you know, and if rates drop again, great. Maybe I... Great. I go back to, you know, borrow from a bank if I want to, um, but I have a choice. Yeah. You have a choice. The banker can
1: do whatever he wants. Someone who's conducting IBC can do whatever he wants. And,
0: uh, and we do. Yep. Indeed. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up. But yeah, I think what you were saying, I don't know if you fully finished your thought. We're going to probably yeah, start doing a I book didn't. review. Yeah. You just, I don't know. You Must trailed off. Or, or something. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I think we'll start going through Nelson's book, you know, chapter by chapter, uh, periodically, and just you know, a deep dive into one of the chapters. Um, so you know, yeah, read the book. I, and uh,
1: I love that book. Yeah, I you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd when it comes to it. I guess I, I don't. You know, there's some people that di- di- didn't enjoy it. Okay, that that's okay.
0: But I I don't think you can read it enough. I really don't. Yep, you'll get something new every time. Yep. Um, all right, everybody. Hey, until next time, control your capital
1: or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in a future episode, please send us an email to Paul at
0: theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify, and please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.